All right, we, we, we can't, we're coming with a bonus episode today. We came out with a bonus episode, and when I say we, I mean I did. I just had a little bit of time left on this cycle, and I, I, you know, I read some profound stuff tonight that I just felt like I had to get out. I had to get out. So, <clears throat> you know, just a little bit of background. I always tell one of my homeboys that I live two days in the future, okay? And that gets me through the work week. So on Wednesdays, my mind's already in Friday. So that way, Thursday and Friday seem like less of a hassle, less of a burden, because my mind is already focused on getting out of the work week and just enjoying some time off, relaxing, and doing some things that are constructive in my life. And I've told him that for the past three years. I just live in the future two days. And I never gave much thought to it, to living in the future. So I have my daily readings. I got around to my daily reading today for day 301, which is this year, October 28th. It would be every year, really, except on a leap year. So, But what's the title? The title is Living from the Future. It's about a page. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. But... One of the questions is, you know, this is a really good book, really good reading. It's basically a a story on every page. And it's two people having a conversation. And person one asks person two, how does one live from the future? Person two answers, every problem you have will be answered, either in heaven or before. So the secret to live not from the problem, but from the problem solved, from the answer before the answer. Now, that's profound, okay? It's profound because it's, that's, that's, that's telling you that the battle has already been won. The battle has been won, and it's telling you to live by faith, not by sight, okay? We have to live by faith and not by sight, plain and simple, as Christians, as followers of Christ. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, Big Z, I've heard that before. And I would say, yes, you have, because if you've ever picked up the word, it is in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. I mean, that's a profound statement, okay? And when you you really dive into this and you think about it, that is really how we are supposed to live. I'll say it again. And I'm going to try and formulate this into uh, into a really good statement here. It's in my head. I just can't get it out. When you walk by faith... You are putting aside all of your cares in this world. Your bank account might be on empty, and you got faith that the Lord's going to make it happen. You might be, look, man, you know, I'll just share my story. I'm broken up right now. I'm, I'm beat down. I'm broken down. My body has had enough. Uh, I've had back problems for 20 years. Since I was a uh, sophomore, junior in high school, I've had back problems, lower back problems. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. And every few years, I mean, I will do something that injures my back. Uh, Five years ago, I injured my back so much I couldn't walk. I couldn't take five steps without crying. I thought I was going to end up in a wheelchair. You know, my boo-boo biscuit, she took care of me. And uh, God bless her, because she got me through it. And she'll, she'll, she'll tell you, she'd be able to tell you a little bit more than me putting it in, into words. But it was I could just tell you it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. The Lord got me through it. My back is hurting again. 
I, I thought that I had an ulcer. I think I just pulled, pulled a core muscle, throwing them left hooks. <laughs> Hands are nasty. Uh, and, you know, my body's just tired. My body's weak, and it reminds me. And when you, when you get that pain, and when I have that pain, it just reminds me that this, this earthly vessel that we're in, this body, it's so fragile. It's so fragile. It was built to expire. You got to understand that. Your body is built to break. It's built to die. It's not going to last forever. And, and that should really make you think of what you live for and, and why you're doing what you do every day. Okay? Because if, if you are truly living to die, what are you doing with your time? How are you setting up your eternity? You have to live by faith. You have to put your faith in something. Why would you put your faith in anything in this world that can break? You look around, whatever, wherever you're at right now, if you're in your car, if you're in your home, if you're in your office, wherever you are at, you look around at the things around you. Find one thing that's indestructible. Find one thing that you can't break right now. It doesn't exist. Everything in this world, this world, is meant to break, is meant to expire, is meant to pass away. The one thing that's not is your spirit. And you have, and you have that option, okay? Now, you're, you're going ha- to have one of two options here. It's either eternal life or eternal death. Now, if you put your faith in things of this world, you're probably going to have eternal death. That's something I don't want to experience. If you put your faith in Christ, you're probably going to have eternal life. Okay? But you got to live for the future. That's what you need to live for. You should not be living for your paycheck, for your fat car, for your fat home, whatever. We should be. And when I say you, I mean we, the collective us, because I need to do this too. It's something I need to work on. I need to understand that the battle was won. The battle was won. And to understand that the thing that stuck out to me was my, my prayers are going to be answered whether it's in this life or the next. Now think about that. If you're going to live forever with Christ, that means that you're, all your prayers are going to be answered. I mean, that's, I can't even wrap my head around that. I can't wrap my head around it because it's just we can't. We can't, we don't know how to measure time. You know, we live on our clock. God is past, present, future. He's always, he's always. So we measure time linearly. He me- he's all, he's all time. He's all time. He's all time great. He's the goat. And I mean, that's just so hard for me to understand. It's so hard for me to understand. And, and you know, it's hard. It's hard to understand because we, some of us, we get caught up in the moment. We get caught up in the moment of what's the hotness? We got to keep up with the Joneses. You know, am I doing as much as Jimmy John? Am I doing as much as Betty Lou? You know, who am I doing as much as? I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. If we stop getting caught up in the busyness, and if we stop getting caught up in the things that pass away and the things that are just they're ephemeral, man. Some of y'all look that up, catch that later. But they're just not going to last forever. 
they're not going to last forever. And when we stop getting caught up with that, and we stop getting caught up with, what have you done for me lately? And understand that Jesus already did enough for us when he was crucified. That sold it. He died for our sins. So why can't we have faith in him? Why can't we say, you know what? This is the way that we should live. We should live for the future and for eternity. Because I've said it before. A lot of people are going to live for 70, 80 years on this earth. You can, your mind doesn't understand eternity. Because my mind doesn't understand it. A human mind can't understand eternity. Because we measure time. Eternity is the absence of time. I mean, just just step back and maybe hit the pause button and just think about that for a second. Eternity is the absence of time. You know, to, to, to put it in something that we might understand, I mean, you look at Second Peter 3, 8. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day, let me start over. <laughs> uh, I might just, you know what? I'm just going to keep rolling with it. I was going to cut it and re-record it, but I don't care. I make mistakes. I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> but I make mistakes. Second Peter 3, verse 8. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. So just put that into perspective. That's just a little glimpse of how eternity works. One day with the Lord is like a thousand years. So this 24 hours, this 24 hours that you got from now to put a timer on your watch, put a timer on your watch right now on your phone. I don't care. Remember what time it is that you're listening to it. Think about 24 hours from now. That's a thousand years with the Lord. I can't, I can't understand it and you can't either, but that's the thing. We need to live, if we're living for the future, if I'm living two days in the future, I should be living 100 years in the future, man. I should understand that everything that I have, everything that I go through is going to be short-lasting. It will pass. The pain that I feel right now in my back, the pain that I feel right now in my core, it's going to be gone someday. Even if I got to deal with it for the rest of my time on this earth, it's going to be gone for eternity. You know, I say... Well, you know, you're you're silly for living for this uh, for this world when it's all going to pass away. Well, then I must be silly, and I'm just blowing my own mind right now. I must be silly to get upset that my back hurts and my core hurts for a couple days, for a couple weeks, because that ain't nothing but a drop in the bucket. That's a tiny drop in the bucket when it comes to eternity. That ain't even going to measure up. That ain't even going to measure up to anything. So why am I tripping? I don't know. It's because I get caught up in the now. It's because you got them confusing spirits and you got them spirits that manipulate the way you think. And, you know, some people say, yeah, you know, that's, that's not how it works. No one, no one can, no spirits uh, manipulate the way that you think. Okay. They influence you. Just like you got an angel assigned to you, you got demonic spirits assigned to you too. If you think the devil ain't out to wreck everybody's lives, your arrogance is ignorance, my friend. Step away from yourself. Step away from yourself. And you need to check yourself. Because I had to check myself at one point. 
I had to check myself at one point. I was so ignorant to the word and the way the I'm still ignorant to a lot of it. I'm still learning, but I'm better than I was two years ago. But this ain't about me. This is about living for the future and living like the battle was won. Because that's what I, you know, and it's just, it's just amazing how sometimes these things come together for me to put this in words and share this with everybody. Because there was something else I wanted to talk about, and it was the book of Revelation. And this is kind of along the, in the same vein, being that, you know, the book of Revelation, uh, to, to kind of summarize it, it's the probably most well-known, and I'm using air quotes, you can't see me, prophetic book of the Bible. People tend to forget about Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, the other books of the prophets. You know, the, the Old Testament is filled with a lot of prophecy that you know, really foretells the New Testament. I would suggest reading the book of Isaiah. Get yourself a um, get yourself a, a Bible translation or a commentary and read the book of Isaiah. It's like a mini Bible, man. I, I would suggest that you read it. I would suggest that if, if you spend any time reading anything, get to know the book of Isaiah. I'm going to go through it again uh, because I I can't I can't begin to to dissect it. I, I have to do better. But anyways, those are, you know, there are a lot of prophets in the Old Testament as well. There are major prophets and then there are some minor prophets. Um, so anyways, we could talk about that <clears throat> at another time, but excuse the, excuse the throat clearing. So the book of Revelation, I want to talk about that. Um, I think everybody knows the book of Revelation and it is the book of Revelation, not the book of Revelations, Revelation. Anyways, book of Revelation. A lot of people know it. They tend to reference it when the end of the world is coming, if you'll say, if I'll say, you know, and I think we've been in the end times since Christ was crucified. Okay. I think we've been in the end times. This is the end times. We are in the book of Revelation. I don't know what book. I don't know what verse. I don't know what chapter, but things are escalating and I'll probably, I'll probably dive into that. I'll dive into that uh, another time because I'm going to try and keep this in the whole living for the future and uh, this this topic. Um, but, you know, the book of Revelation, it tells us what happens. It tells us what happens when, you know, the seals are opened, the the trumpets sound, you know, what's going to happen, the the horsemen, the plagues, the famine, the war. Because people haven't repented. And that's the thing that kind of blows my mind. And I'm, I'm guilty of it, okay? I'm guilty of it too. I'm a human. Look, we're all sinners. I, I just, I can't say that enough. I don't want to come off as someone who thinks I am holier than thou or I am perfect because I am definitely not. But I, but I know what I'm doing and I know what I need to do to change. And if we walk around in ignorance... Because I walked around in ignorance for a very long time. You're setting yourself up for failure. And you're setting yourself up to miss out on the salvation and the glory of God. Plain and simple. But the book of Revelations, see I said it. Book of Revelation foretells, it foretells the future. You know, it tells us what's going to happen. And the most important important thing and powerful thing about that is that God wins. I mean, that's how the book ends. God wins. New kingdom. The, you know, 
Evil's gone. God wins. But there is a tribulation period leading up to that. And there's going to be some very bad things that happen. And you know, the thing that's frightening is that, you know, we're going to have to go through that. Uh, You know, I'm not going to get too far into it because I don't know the book that well. And I don't know it well enough to actually kind of like break it down and give good examples yet. I think that I'll probably cover this at one point once I get a little smarter on it. Once I get once I get a little smarter, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, but God wins. But there's some nasty stuff that goes down. And if you've read the book of Revelation, and if you believe it, you know, we can't be these soft, gummy bear Christians. We got to live the way we're supposed to live. We got to do our best to repent. You know, we have to do this stuff. Because if not, you don't make it. You you don't make it. And you're going to be faced with a challenge to get the mark. Because that's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're either going to get it on your forehead or on your hand. And when you take that mark, the mark of the beast, man, I feel sorry for you. Because you just sold your soul. You just sold your soul. And think about it. You sold your soul to stay alive on this earth. That's the thing. You sold your soul to stay alive on this earth that is going to pass away. That has... that. that look, man. The game's already been won. It's already over. God wins. But, but you're going to sell your soul. You're going to take that mark... So you can go out and get some Pizza Hut. So you can have your so you can watch your football and you can drive your cars and you can have a house to live in and provide. For what? For how long? For how long? Because there ain't much left after that. You just gotta, you know, we just gotta stop living for this world. Because when we put our sights on the on the end game and on the prize, which is kicking it in heaven. Man, I mean, and, and even if we don't make it, let's say that, let's say that the, the, there's a revival coming. And I do believe that there's a revival coming. Let's say that there's a revival coming, okay? And we push this off, and it gets delayed. The whole end times, you know, gets delayed a little bit because we got some true, like, strong, just God-fearing people rising up. And it gets delayed. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to happen. But what if you drive in your car tomorrow and your steering wheel locks up and you, you drive headfirst into the next lane and you die? That's what I'm talking about. Like that. You cut off. You got no more chances. And when you go up and they open up the books... And they say, well, this is how you lived. This is, we're going to, let's hit the highlight reel. They're going to play the highlight reel in front of everybody up there, in front of all the saints. And I got to tell you, I'm going to be dang embarrassed for my highlight reel. But I'm going to be pretty proud of the redemption reel. 
because that's what's happening now. This is called the redemption, the refining, the purification. And I'm never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. But we got to live that way. We got to do our best. We Even on our best day, we're going to fall miles short of even the idea, even the notion of being perfect. But that doesn't mean we can't try. That doesn't mean that we can't pick up our cross every day. Every day. And walk out there and say, I'm rocking with God today. You know, Jesus is my Savior. You got something to say? Let's talk about it. You know, we don't got to... We don't have to look down on people. But we got to be proud and we got to be confident in what we are and who we are. And who we're living for. Because if you think about it, if we're truly living for Christ, we have to go out there every day and represent the kingdom. That's what it is. That's what I got to do. I got to stop telling those jokes that I like to crack. Them foul jokes. I got to stop cussing so much. You know? Two, I'll give you two, two verses. Matthew 12, 36, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Well, I'm going to be in line for a while because I'm going to have to give an account for all the stuff that I've said, all the times I've made fun of someone, all the times that I've sworn, all the times that I've made just terrible comments. That's some stuff I'm going to have to, I mean, we talking, we talking a lot. A lot. Matthew, Matthew 15, 10 through 11. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand it. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. That's deep, man. You live and die by your mouth, man. You live and die by the words you say. Live and die by them. I like Romans 12, too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, we just, um, again, when I say we, I mean me, I mean us, the collective we. We got to do better. I got to do better. We got to live for the future. We got to, we can't lose sight of that because when we lose sight of that, man, what are you living for? I'll, I'll bring it, I'll bring it full circle. What are you living for? If you are not living for the future, the, and I'm talking about eternity, living with God. Cause I'll tell you one thing, man, you know, you got people, I, I've met people, man, I'd rather be a, I'd rather be a prince in hell than be a, be a servant and be a servant in heaven. Go for it. I ain't rolling with you anymore. I ain't rocking with you anymore. I ain't rocking with you anymore. I'll 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 be a street sweeper. Street sweeper, drama king. I'll be a street sweeper in uh in heaven. I don't care. I'll do that. You kidding me? The thing that scares me the most is going to hell. That was um. Uh, DJ K Slay, by the way. Street sweeper. 
Slap your favorite DJ. Some of y'all, some of y'all get that later. But that's a, that's the thing I'm scared about most is going to hell. And I think that's why I'm a hypochondriac, honestly. Like anytime something's wrong with me, I think I'm going to die. And I think that's why I get so scared of it because I'm thinking, man, if I die today, I might go to hell. Of course, I'm never confident myself. We've discussed this at length. I'm not going to belabor it. But, you know, to tie it all back together, man, we, we've got to live for eternity. We've got to live for the future. Have that faith. Don't give up the good fight and keep living. When you get down, you stop for a second. And remember, just remember, when you stop, okay, when you stop, you just remember. You just remember Psalm 4610. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. That's all you got to do. Remember, man, and, and lady, and non-identifying. When you just be still and you just know that the Lord's got it, you're going to get through it. You just got to remember, he's greater than what's in this earth. As bad as it might be, as terrible as your situation might get, he's greater. He is greater than anything in this earth. He created this whole thing. He created the earth. The earth was dark, and it, it was void of, void of light and had no form. And he said, let there be light. Boom, the party started. I mean, when you, when you dive into this and you understand the word and you read it, you have to read it. You got you to gotta plant these seeds. These are seeds that go in your mind and then you sow it. And when you get that harvest and you start to understand things, man, it's just like a different world. I, I, mean, I mean, look, I've been in sales for 17 years. Do I know sales? Do I know business models? Yeah. Do I know budgets? Yeah. You know why? Because I've spent 17 years doing it. Because I've been doing this. I've been about it. And I think about being about something that's going to give you everlasting life. I don't know. To me, it's a no-brainer, although I still falter. So, that's what I got for y'all on this bonus, bonus round. Round one. I think I could do voiceovers. I don't know. What do you think? Round one. Fight. That's pretty good. The voice is strong. All right, y'all, look. I hit y'all with this bonus round. I hope you like it. I'm going to try and uh, get something else going on. But this one was something I had to talk about. Um, I was eating my dinner, and it just came to me. And I say, bless up, man. Bless up, and let's give the glory to God. I kind of hit this one off at the – hit it off at the wrong point. But, you know, that's always going to – that's that's what – if I leave any type of lasting impact for the rest of my life, I hope it's – Bless up because my life has changed and we always have to bless up and we have to give the glory to God and I have to do a better job of it. So I need y'all to hold me accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable. Um, bless up, man. I'm going to talk to y'all soon.